0: Please understand that you assume all risks from the use, non-use, or misuse of this information. Greetings, everyone. This is David Avocado-Wolf, and I'm joined by Master Herbalist George Lamoureux, who is the founder of Jing Herbs. George has been a tonic and clinical herbalist for over 15 years. He holds a master's degree in traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture from this prestigious Yosan University, and holds certification from the National Certification Committee for Acupuncture and Oriental Medicine. George studied under the well-known Dallas Masters Daoxing and Maoxing Ni. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Am I, George? Yes, you are. Yeah. Okay. And during his studies with the Ni Brothers, he was the recipient of many of the Ni family traditions, handed down in an unbroken line of 38 generations of Chinese physicians. After graduating from Yosan University, George embarked on postgraduate studies in gynecology and fertility. He continues to consult on these issues and all conditions in the realm of traditional Chinese medicine. George Lamoureux is going to be a featured speaker at our upcoming Women's Wellness Conference that's coming up soon, womenswellnessconference.com. Welcome, George
1: Lamoureux. How are you? I'm really well, David. It's good to be with you.
0: Thank you. It's great. Um, For everybody listening, George and I have been friends for ages. Um, We really get along great. We've got some great things we're going to cover here. We're going to be focusing on women's health in this interview and the super herb, ginseng. Now, you're familiar, George, with with the great historical Chinese herbalist, Shenong. He went back all the way, I think, to the first century or even before. He believed ginseng to be a miracle cure-all and stated, quote, Ginseng is a tonic to the five viscera, quieting the animal spirit, stabilizing the soul, preventing fear, expelling the vicious energies, brightening the eye, improving vision, and prolonging life. And probably due to Shen Nong, ginseng was taken by many of the emperors of China and all of their households. We've known ginseng is a multifaceted herb. Most of us have actually heard of ginseng. We know that it's got many different characteristics. It's somewhat of an archetypical energy, similar to Yoda. Um, let's let's get into what ginseng can do to our physical organs, mental clarity, and how does ginseng work? So let's start it out there, George.
1: Well, you know, at, at, and you're absolutely right, because ginseng has such an incredible history. And, and uh, you know, it goes back, you know, into the the, the great history of China – Uh, It was definitely revered, um, and we know it as one of the most incredible adaptogenic herbs that there is in the herbal pharmacopoeia today. Um, And as we know, the adaptogens actually help the body deal with any kind of stressor that happens to be affecting the physical body. So ginseng is certainly at the top of the list. For that. Now, you can go through all of, all of the, the general benefits that ginseng has for the general population, but it really does have some specific activities that is really amazing specifically for women's health, and that's basically what we're going to sort of cover today. In, in our talk.
0: You do many different consultations with folks, with many women. You obviously are discussing tonic herbs. What are some of the main issues you see women face today and how do the tonic herbs like ginseng help and why is ginseng a powerful herb for women as well as men? So let's get into the specifics of that. When you think of like issues that come up, what are those issues that ginseng addresses? Okay. in
1: In general... But, you know, this is for both men and women. You know, we are asked all the time, certainly about about energy and stress and immunity. And ginseng is actually one of the herbs that covers all three of those really, really well. The great thing about ginseng is it's one of those herbs that can be taken, certainly because it is a tonic, it can be taken on a day-to-day basis it can be taken for a long period of time on a day-to-day basis it is definitely one of the superfoods and supernutrients so it's just like it's like taking food in and your body metabolizes it just like food now the specifics about ginseng the two organ systems that it enters in the body are the lungs And the spleen and those two organ systems are the ones that are in charge of the creation of energy in the body on a day-to-day basis. So with the air that you breathe and the food that you eat and there's this incredible transformation that occurs between those two energetics of the spleen and the lung energy that creates energy. In the body that you can function on on a day to day basis, and ginseng is one of the herbs that specifically
0: targets those two systems in the body. But that's like I think of astragalus when I think of lung and spleen. Yeah. Um, how how do they differ? Astragalus is obviously been, being one of the great super herbs of Chinese medicine. How do they differ? Which one would you select preferentially as a qi tonic?
1: Okay. Here's the thing. And astragalus is probably second to reishi, of course. Astragalus is probably my second favorite herb. But here's the difference. Now, if you're going for a tonic and you need quick energy, then actually astragalus is the herb that you go for. Because astragalus has that immediate energy involved to it. It has that really upright energy. And within 10 to 15 minutes astragalus gives you a really bo- a really good boost. Now ginseng on the other hand is also it enters exactly the same two organ systems, but ginseng has a much more gentle and sustained energy to it. So if I need some if I need like quick energy, that's I'll go for the astragalus. But if I want to basically build the energy and And have it be you know for a sustained period of time, then ginseng is definitely the herb of choice for that kind of for that kind of energy
0: that 's an excellent clarification um let 's get a little bit into the chemistry of ginseng what 's been found out about ginseng like what are the compounds in ginseng and what are some of the interesting discoveries surrounding those compounds
1: well the the the, the major constituents of of ginseng Uh, are called ginsenicides, Uh, and also uh, saponins. It also has vanillic acid in it. It has salicylic uh, acids in it, uh, panaxins. Now, but the major ingredient, the ones that that we really deal with that really do their job are the ginsenicides and the saponins, okay? And those are – they've been sort of characterized like – they're called RB and RE and RL and RF. Uh, those, are the, those are sort of the active ingredients that have an effect on a cellular level. And the most amazing thing about the ginsenicides, which are basically, you know, complex or long-chain sugars, uh, but they're the good sugars. They're not the things like refined sugar. And the thing about the ginsenosides is... They can actually affect the tissue on a cellular level, but they do it in multiple ways. In other, in, in other words, uh, a specific ginsenicide can actually do several different things to the cell membrane, which is, which is really phenomenal. And the, but the thing is this. When you're doing any herb, as far as I'm concerned, but especially with ginseng, what you want to do is – You want to make sure that whatever you're taking has the full complement of all of the ingredients that happen to be in that herb. So you don't want to extract one specific active ingredient to the detriment of the others because the the sum of the parts of the active ingredients in any herb are great, you know, the sum is certainly greater than the
0: individuals. So you want all of them in there. That brings us right into really the next area here, and that is how do we identify good quality ginseng? Should we – like you guys offer it, and you have a great company. This is, by the way, on David Avocado Wolf, if you're just tuning in right now. I'm with George Lamoureux, who is the operator of Jing Herbs. And, and George, you have this great company, Jing Herbs. How are you offering ginseng through your company? What's the best way to do it? Should I do a tea? Should I do a tincture? Should I – extract it with oil? I mean, what's, what, do you, what are your feelings about that? And what are the key products to look for that have everything in it as you're referencing? Okay. Here's what you want to do, all right? Any, any reputable company,
1: and mine is only one. There are a lot of reputable herb companies out there. We will not use any ginseng root that is less than seven years old because what happens is in the maturation process, Those ginsenicides really mature And they they really take on a a more potent aspect After seven years old If you start using, like if you use roots That are a lot younger than that You're going to get a very unrefined energy Uh, It's going to be sort of uh, raw but not raw in the good way It's going to be sort of raw in the rough way Um, As the herb matures, those ginsenicides and those active ingredients become much more subtle, and they become much more effective in the body. And as a matter of fact, the older the ginseng root gets, and, you know, we can get into that a little bit later, but the older the ginseng roots get, they really change and transform. Uh, They actually go from being a chi tonic, which is good for you know that really great energy. They transform to being a shan and those are the very very old ginseng roots, like ones that are you know 60, 70 years old and in excess of that. And the, wow. en- uh, the energy of those roots just change totally. And when you take them, you can actually feel the energy will probably. It sometimes it descends to like the lower like the base chakras, but then you'll feel that energy shoot right up to the crown, so it opens up the crown the third eye. So it's an amazing, amazing substance when it does that. But those are the really, really old roots, right? Now, so when we do extracts, as I said, we will not use any root that's under seven years old because it's just too immature. It doesn't have... The constituents necessary To accomplish what it does in the body But like, the, like For instance the Shen Nong's ginseng That we have which is a liquid Formula Now that has the full spectrum Of all Of the ginsengs in it And, and that's another thing that you know, we should probably Discuss is There's a spectrum Of ginsengs starting with American Ginseng which is considered The coolest And, you know, you can take that a lot of The coolest as in, like, it's
0: super cool.
1: (laughs) It's really cool. (laughs) But energetically, it actually has a cooling effect on the body. And then you run through the gamut of the Asian ginsengs, and then you go to the Korean ginsengs, which through a steaming process, and they use different herbs to actually change the thermal temperature to being hot, all right? But each of those ginsengs has its own function or has a specific function in the body. And what you do is when you're, you know, suggesting that people take specific kinds of ginseng, what you have to do is you get a certain understanding of their basic constitution or what's going on with them, and then you actually direct
0: them to the specific kind of ginseng that would be most appropriate for them. How do I self-assess that, George? How do we make that easy for people to self-assess that at home? Let's say there's a woman listening right now. She's Mm -hmm. about 55, Mm -hmm. starting to have some hormonal issues going on, uh, feeling a little bit like maybe in an estrogen-dominant situation, Mm -hmm. thinking about ginseng. How would that person assess what the right ginseng is?
1: Okay. If If you're starting to get, like, for women who are, Uh, you know, in their 50s or mid-50s and they may actually be starting to, you know, they become perimenopausal or they're starting to go into menopause, okay? What's happening in their body is that the yin energy or the cooling aspect and the fluid and the nourishing aspect of the body is actually starting to become depleted and the yang energy is actually becoming more effulgent or it's starting to express itself more, that can certainly be manifested as when they start to get hot flashes or when they start to feel dryness or they start to feel heat sensations, okay? So what you want to do is, in a case like that, you would probably want to suggest, okay, and, and this is, in fact, what we do, okay, we, we, we suggest that they start taking American ginseng, Because American ginseng has the quality of being the coolest, so it will actually start help bring down or balance the heat in the body. It does have a slight hormonal regulating activity to it, so it's going to help to start to balance the hormones again. But the great thing about another thing about American ginseng is it actually targets the pituitary gland. And the pituitary gland being the master control gland, all right, that will help to start to regulate the hormones again, even them out. And the other thing is that um, it will help to uh, relieve adrenal fatigue. So any kind of, like the cortical steroids that are produced from stress in the body, American ginseng will help bring that down. Also at the same time So you're, you're helping to uh, Replace and replenish The yin
0: energy Which will give you more of a balance During that time Okay Now let's say you have a product Like you've created your Shenong ginseng mm-hmm. Which is a mixture I think, I think if I recall correctly It's a mixture of American ginseng Asian ginseng And then Siberian ginseng Right What, what is that product designed to do is like what kind of a person should take that product okay um what we did when we considered
1: putting that product together is that is a very well balanced product so we're giving you some of the korean ginseng that is in there now korean ginseng is very hot but the great thing about korean ginseng is if you think about the, the the yin and the yang Of of the body and and what that's about, yang is about function and activity, and um, what the organ systems are supposed to be doing. So when you give, for instance, giving Korean ginseng to someone who is cold energetically and and has a really slow metabolism, all right, if you give them Korean ginseng, what that will do is that'll sort of kick up that metabolism for them, it'll give them a little bit of warmth in the body. And that's, that's a really good thing. And even women who are going into menopause all right, may have those kind of deficiencies happening. They may have those things. And also their libido tends to go down during that time. So if you suggest a, a Korean ginseng to them, it will actually help kick those energies back up again but at the same time, in the Shen Nung's ginseng, what we did was we balanced it with all the others. We balanced it with the cooling ginseng so that it's not going to bring you over to the yang side too much. So you're going to feel a real, very balanced and even energy from that. So it's basically appropriate
0: for almost anyone to take. But what about? Let's talk about that a little bit. What about ages? Let's say... I'm a mom. I'm listening right now. I've got a seven-year-old, a nine-year-old, too young to take ginseng. Is that a good, uh, or could they take a product like, the, like your Shenang ginseng? Um, you know what? I, I know in
1: Asia, you know, children are given herbs from a very, very early age, almost from infancy, okay? So, yes, ginseng is actually perfectly fine for young children to take, but what you want to do is, The dose that they're going to take is going to be much smaller than the dose that an adult will take. But it's still really good for them because, again, what it's going to do is it's going to tonify, and especially in children, it's going to tonify the digestive system so that they're they're really going to help to transform and transport all that nutrient that they're taking into their bodies will be used more effectively. It's going to give them good lung energy. It's going to give them good stamina and endurance. And it's also going to benefit what we call the wei qi. It's going to build the defensive energy of the body, and that's another thing that ginseng is really amazing for: is to really strengthen what we call the wei qi, that protective energy of the body. It'll make it really strong. So children who are always exposed in school to other people, you know, with the, the you know, the, the Childhood diseases going around the colds and flus constantly, that kind of thing. Ginseng will actually help them build their immune system, so they will not be as susceptible to getting those things.
0: So okay, that's really good. Appropriate for
1: anyone, sure.
0: That's that's really good news. Now dealing with different ginsengs and you know getting into ginseng. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's what's your feeling about? It? I mean, with reishi, I know you're so into it. You take it every day. <laughs> I do. Is gin- is ginseng like that for you too? And and let's say I'm listening right now. I'm thinking about a longevity program. Of course, ginseng always comes up first. How what's your feeling about that? I mean, my feeling about ginseng is it contains a you know very strong archetypical energy of of the forest Yoda kind of character who's really like a secretly a martial arts master and has all these powers. That that's kind of archetypically connected to ginseng. How do you feel about putting ginseng into your program for for longevity, and, and what's the impact of those archetypes on a person who's been taking it for ten years or fifteen years?
1: I think, you know, David,
0: I, I think ginseng
1: is is like the quintessential essence of the earth energy. Uh, there's probably no herb that actually compares when you when you think about that. Um, so and I also take ginseng practically every day, but what I do is I don't take huge amounts. People, you know, often think that um, what they need to do, like if they need energy, for instance, that they take huge amounts of, of ginseng. Um, it's not only always the most appropriate thing. Better to take smaller doses, but to take it for a long period of time. And then you can take breaks from it, but I think it has more of a cumulative effect, and it builds up the energies of the two, you know, the lung and the spleen energy, as I was mentioning before. So you can, you can do that kind of thing. But it, as far as longevity goes, it is definitely an herb that should be It's an integral part of a longevity
0: program. There's no doubt about that. Awesome. Okay, now, George, you're going to be joining us at the Women's Wellness Conference, which is coming up soon. Friday, February 10th through Sunday, February 13th, or sorry, fr- fr- Sunday, February 12th, 2012, you're going to be speaking um, at that conference, and you're going to give your perspective about Chinese tonic herbalism. Can you give us a little bit of a sneak peek on what you'll be highlighting during your presentation? Um, yes. Uh, basically, you know, there's there's a
1: there's a saying in in uh, in ancient Chinese tradition that says men are ruled by chi and women are ruled by blood. And there actually is a very interesting connection between ginseng and blood Um, because the spleen is the organ that's actually in charge of the, the production of blood in the body. And women, from menarche to menopause their whole lives, are basically influenced and governed by blood issues. And that's something that I'm really going to get into in detail um, during the talk that I'm going to be giving. And I really want to get into a lot of formulas that, you know, they should be taking during every phase of their lives, uh, from menopause to menopause and, and beyond, before and beyond, um, and, for instance, even, even fertility issues, for instance, like ginseng is known to help tonify the uterus and increase blood volume. And when you do that, and, there, and, and, you know, in today's society, David, there are so many women who are having fertility issues. It's, it's unbelievable. It's unprecedented. And this herb, in increasing blood volume, what it does is, it helps imbrew, improve the condition un, under which an embryo can actually implant itself in the uterine lining. So th- there, there are all those kinds of, of practical uses that ginseng has
0: in women's health specifically. So I'm going to be getting into a lot of that. That is fantastic. Thank you so much, George. Uh, to everybody listening, I'm David Avocado Wolf. I'm joined by George Lamoureux, best-selling author Donna Gates, and Dr. Hilacaster along with several other doctors, including Dr. Christy Weston, at our upcoming Women's Wellness Conference at the Orange County, Hilton, in Costa Mesa, California, Friday, February 10th through Sunday, February 12th. Go to www.womenswellnessconference.com for more information. Again, George Lamoureux will be there with his company, Jing Herbs. And, George, we look forward to seeing you there. Have the best holiday season ever. Oh, my pleasure. Be well.